0: Sorry. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chris Meyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chris Meyer.
1: The song of yesterday said you can have a little talk with Jesus and it'll make everything right. Have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your troubles. He will hear your faintest cry, and he will answer by and by. Have a little talk with Jesus. Well, how about if you could have the little talk with Jesus via AI, an AI app? That's exactly right. You heard it correctly. A new app launched in July allows users to chat with biblical figures from both the Old and the New Testaments. The app, which is named Chat with Jesus, is described by its website as a place where users can find comfort, guidance, and inspiration through their conversations. Don't need to pray anymore, my friends. Don't even need to go to the Bible. Just have a little chat with Jesus via the AI app. Among the characters available to chat with are Jesus and the Virgin Mary, the apostles, prophets such as Moses and Jonah, Hebrew kings such as David and Solomon, Adam and Eve, the patriarchs and more. No need, friends, to raise the dead as the first king of uh, of Israel did, Saul, when he went to the woman practicing those dark practices of raising the dead divination and so on no need to go to a person like that you can go to your ai chatbot. have a little chat with jesus instead of getting a daily bible verse now you can get a chance through this app to chat with jesus or anybody else in the bible according to the apps developer stefan peter he made this comment to religion news The app is designed so that the character's responses combine normal speech and Bible text. So it's as if you can actually speak to Jesus. Well, an artificial Jesus, the chatbot Jesus. You can actually speak to the counterfeit Jesus, the technological Jesus. And he'll tell you what you want to hear. And it will speak more like a regular person, said the founder. Even Satan is available. He's included in the app to provide a comprehensive understanding of biblical narratives. And he'll surely tell you the truth. The deceiver will tell you the truth because absolutely this AI chat bot will tell you exactly what you want to hear and what you think you need to hear. The portrayal is rooted in Christian teaching, says the developer, and users have full control over their engagement with all figures within the app. You can actually control what Jesus is going to say to you. You can actually control what Moses is going to say to you. You control what Satan is going to say to you. You're in control. Wow. Can you imagine such a religion that allows you to be totally in control? That sounds like the new, modern faith, doesn't it? Contrary to what some people might expect, though, the characters are designed to be inclusive and tolerant and avoid offending users. Sounds like an awful lot of pastors in the pulpits today, doesn't it? For instance, the app tells its users to prioritize love and respect for all people regardless of their sexual orientation or gender identity. So, The Jerusalem Post has announced it. You can have your chat with Jesus, even though they don't believe in Jesus as Messiah. Welcome to Viewpoint, friends. I'm Chuck Chris Myers. Conversation is always with ever-increasing conviction talk that transforms. Not sure what the conviction here is, but as you listen to the rest of the program, you just might get a hint as to where all of this is going. From the Russian Times came this headline, Political Party Releases AI Bot of a Dead Ex-Leader. No, it's not the dead ex-leader that people believe that Vladimir Putin arranged to have his death accomplished through shooting down an airplane. No, this is Russia's liberal Democrat leader, Vladimir Zirinovsky. Not Vladimir Putin, but Vladimir Zirinovsky. And... Russia's Liberal Democrats have presented a digital apprentice of Vladimir Zirinovsky. The right-wing Liberal Democrat Party of Russia has released a telegram bot based on the fiery speeches and controversial statements of party founder Vladimir Zirinovsky, who died of COVID last year. The idea of Zirinovsky's chatbot bot was announced in April on the anniversary of the politician's death, and its first version was presented to visitors at the St. Petersburg International Economic Forum in June. In other words, this is a big deal. However, in order to further evolve and better predict what the nationalist firebrand would have said about current events, artificial intelligence, AI, needs to be trained on interactions with real people, said the curator of the project. So, he said, our task is to educate his digital apprentice accordingly. Let the people hear and see that Ziranovsky lives in each of us. The chat box itself says upon its launch, and everyone is welcome to ask the questions. What will happen to Russia in 100 years? When will Ukraine conflict end? How to find a man? Wow. Ziranovsky must really have been a prophet. He was known for his flamboyant rhetoric, harsh statements, and sometimes prophetic views. Well, today we are talking about prophetic views. It might be a bit pathetic when you think about it, but in reality, well, quasi-reality, synthetic reality, counterfeit reality, the world of reality is changing dramatically. And what if Jesus were to show up as an avatar, or maybe as a hologram? And what if Jesus were to show up as a holographic avatar, a digital apprentice of the real Jesus, who sounds, looks, acts like the real Jesus, and seems to have all the authority of Jesus? Can you imagine what that would be like? You might just read the book of Revelation chapter 13 and get a little bit of a hint what that might be like because the Bible tells us that people will worship the image of the beast. Worship the image of the beast and the false prophet that will facilitate this image will make sure that that image tells you exactly what you need to hear, or at least what the new world government wants you to hear, because now it's in authority and will determine what Jesus has to say. At least the counterfeit Jesus, the counterfeit Christ, sometimes we refer to him as the anti-Christ and so again i welcome you to viewpoint we're weaving it together today in a way that perhaps you've never heard we'll be right back stay tuned is somebody who pretends to be someone else in order to deceive others. Since Satan, the deceiver, ordains or commissions his counterfeit Christ to sit in his satanic seat and to stand in his stead, should it come as a surprise that the imposter Messiah will appear to the masses as God's anointed one? In fact, the degree of deception is almost going to defy description. So... Jesus warned, take heed that no man deceive you. But the prophet Daniel also warned in the Tanakh or the Old Testament of the flattery and deceptive chicanery of the imposter. Now, what if the imposter is also manifested through AI and all of its iterations and manifestations as a hologram and an avatar? combined with a chatbot i want you to try to get your mind and heart around this friends you see when the manipulation of our feelings becomes the machination of demonically cunning men hell is going to follow very closely so technology is being used to manipulate reality to manipulate your reality to n- manipulate my reality Uh, to manipulate our perception of that which is true. And we're fascinated by it. Our young people are just absolutely fascinated by it. Everybody and his brother is talking about avatars. You hear it on the radio. You hear it among conservative talk show people. It's become a normative term. The avatar Well, what if the avatar is actually an introduction of part of the manifestation, the ultimate manifestation to the world of the counterfeit Christ? It's frequently said that imitation is the greatest form of flattery. So when deception is the foundation of flattery, it's not flattery anymore, it's fraud. So if... There is a manifestation of Christ, Messiah, as an avatar through a hologram manifesting and communicating as a chatbot. Wow, that's the synthesis, uh, synthesis of fraud if you ever heard it. Now, the imposter's introduction to our world is going to be relatively brief. It Uh, It's going to seem very uh, meteoric. Jesus, just as Jesus at 30 years of age seemed to come out of nowhere, even so is Satan's counterfeit Messiah going to make his debut. He's going to catch the globe in a growing, almost gleeful state of surprise. Many are going to initially harbor suspicion, but most will, in effect, roll out the red carpet in hope-filled welcome. He's going to be led in like a lamb, but will soon roar as a lion. as you read there in the book of Revelation, chapter 13, going on into chapter 14, with his infamous mark, but his power and authority will have been secured beyond resistance through that mark, ultimately declaring himself God as he marches in proudly into a rebuilt temple to fulfill Satan's ultimate claim, I will be like the Most High God. Mm. So, today on Viewpoint, friends, we're weaving together the biblical representation of this imposter, Christ, a counterfeit Christ figure, coupling it now with the increasing, dramatically increasing uh, manifestations of uh, technology that are enabling humankind to be falsified in glory. Glorification of falsity through the concept of holograms, avatars, and AI bots. So let's break this down just a little bit. First of all, I want to make it very clear that yours truly is not an expert in holographic discussions, in avatars, or in chatbot theology. (laughs) However, I can discern the difference between that which is false and that which is real. So we want to talk about how... The false becomes real, and the real becomes false because the false has been made real. You see, that's how deception takes place. So, today, I hope you'll hang in there with us, and uh, in order to uh, better understand the fullness of the issue of the counterfeit Christ, and as contrasted with the Messiah himself, you might want to get a copy of my book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages, $22. On our website, we'll put it in your hands. It's on our website, saveus.org. You can call us at 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 7.0. 0879 Richmond Virginia 23255 writing a check at $5 for postage and handling in other words in other words the uh, the book is Messiah Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages and it all seems so mysterious and now it's coming out in these very mysterious kinds of mergers of technology electronics photography biology, they're all coming together in one massive, shall we say, defrauding sense of reality. Apparently we're not happy with reality. We're not happy with what we see, and so we have to create something artificial. A synthetic reality. Which reminds me of an article that came out, I believe it was in Time Magazine about uh, maybe 10 years ago. And uh, it was quite amazing. It was talking about uh, a business guru from Harvard who had created this understanding of uh, reality, a false kind of reality. And he said, this is the secret To marketing. He called it synthetic authenticity. In other words, the pretense of authenticity. Don't give people the real thing. Give them something that from their perspective, they can glom onto as if it were the real thing, but so that they can have what appears to be the real thing much more cheaply and much more quickly because they don't want to invest sufficient monies to get the real deal. Now, in common terms, we call those knockoffs, right? The knockoff. So you may think that the devil wore Prada because Prada, you see, is a brand that costs an arm and a leg for you ladies to get with their shoes or purses, whatever. Prada. But then there are knockoff Pradas, and they all come from China or some other place like that, and uh, you can buy them very cheaply. And so it gives you the sense, it gives a woman the sense that she owns a Prada and can parade around her Prada for public consumption, and it gives her such a warm feeling of satisfaction That she's wearing Prada. But then again, the movie said the devil wore Prada. So wearing a counterfeit Prada doesn't do you much good. It's not the real deal. But it gives you the sense that you have the real deal. And so you're satisfied it didn't cost you very much. Now, here's the problem with that. The problem with that is... That seems to be the spirit of our age with regard to the Christian faith. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Because what we want is we want a taste of the real thing without actually committing to the real thing. So we want to feel like we're Christians. We want to get the feeling like we're included without making the commitment necessary to have the real thing, which is called the cost of discipleship. So we really don't want the real thing because it's too costly. It requires too much of me to live truly as a Christian, to confess my sin because I really feel I'm a pretty good guy we pretty good lady. I, I, I really feel like I'm pretty good. And uh, that's what uh, the folk just before the French Revolution had to say about humankind. Jean-Jacques Rousseau, that was his philosophy. We're all, we're all just really wonderful people. We don't need a savior because we're such wonderful people. So that being the case... All we want is the feeling of being a Christian without actually being one. We want an AI Christianity. We want a holographic Christianity. We want an avatar type of Christianity. And then we want to mix it all up so it really looks like the real deal without it actually being that. Am I making any sense here? Unfortunately, this kind of churchianity is so prominent that one of the major, major movements of the past 30 years in the Christian community was characterized just like that. It was called the Willow Creek Movement. Churches all over the world, synthetic authenticity, pretense, Now, how do we know that? Because they actually did a study, that is, the Willow Creek Organization itself did the study on what the people associated with the Boku thousands and thousands of people that were associated with it knew about the Bible. And when they finished that study, they were blown away and embarrassed to the max Because they knew nothing, they were living a synthetic faith. Came out all over the news. And then instead of trying to correct it with truth and the reality of the Christian faith, they tried to do an end run to make it look more like they were doing it when, in fact, They weren't because it requires serious investment of time and telling the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. But that doesn't work in the field of AI bots, avatars, and holograms, an artificial technological world that enables you to get the sense of reality without truth. Now, that having been said, let us take a look at the word avatar. Because it's coming up all over the place, I keep hearing it, and i wondering, what in the world is an avatar? Do you know what an avatar is? Maybe you do. Maybe you're an expert at avatars. So, here is what the dictionary, Merriam-Webster Dictionary, says about avatar as a noun. It's an electronic image that represents and may be manipulated by a computer user. That's one definition. Next definition, it's the incarnation of a Hindu deity. Notice the word incarnation. That should get your attention. The next definition, an incarnation in human form. an embodiment, often in a person. Now, if you're listening with spiritual ears, this should get your attention triple time. So let me then go to a more extensive definition of the derivation of the word avatar. It derives from a Sanskrit word meaning descent. And when it first appeared in English in the late 18th century, it referred to the descent of a deity to the earth, typically the incarnation in earthly form of Vishnu or another Hindu deity. But it later came to refer to any incarnation in human form, and then to any embodiment, whether or not in the form of a person. Hmm. Perhaps we should talk more about this
0: in a moment.
1: Today we're taking a look at the meaning of counterfeiting Christ. We're talking about a number of different words that are technological words, phrases that represent the development, the latest developments of technology, both individually and then as they merge together into a collective whole. The first was The AI bot for Jesus. If you missed the introduction of the program, a new app called Chat with Jesus. Described by the website as a place where users can find comfort, guidance, inspiration through their conversations with Jesus. Or with anybody you want to talk to. Maybe you don't like Jesus too much. You can talk to the Virgin Mary. Or maybe you don't like the Virgin Mary too much. Maybe you just want to talk with Moses. Or even Satan. You can talk with whoever you want, and he'll tell you exactly what you want to hear. Mm -hmm. Because he's inclusive. Doesn't want to offend you. Now, we learned about that in the first segment of the program today. Then we learned about another AI bot coming out of Russia creating a digital apprentice of a former leader in Russia, Vladimir Zirinovsky, that you can actually basically get inside Zirinovsky and he can get inside you. Well, I don't mean actually inside, but In reality, he lives in each of us, they say. Let people hear and see that Zirinovsky lives in each of us, said the chatbot. Wow, I thought that's exactly what the scripture says that Jesus was to do. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Isn't that what the Apostle Paul talked about? So what we're looking at here, friends, is the creation of technology that is counterfeiting, preparing to counterfeit Christ himself. It's another form of imposter. Now, what if there is actually an Antichrist, a living being called the Antichrist, But in order to manifest him most efficiently and collectively throughout the world in an instant, he has to be turned into a chatbot, an avatar, and a hologram. Now, that almost sounds an awful lot like what we read about in Revelation chapter 13. You might want to go there. Somebody might say, well, this is just all speculation. No, it's not speculation. I'm actually sharing with you the reality of what is taking place. This isn't speculation. The only thing that is speculation is that the Antichrist himself or the Beast Empire would use these tools in order to deceive the world in a collective way and to introduce the mandate of the mark. The infamous mark called the mark of the beast. Now remember as we were talking about avatar there are several things that stood out to me. It's the incarnation of a deity. It's the incarnation of human form. It's manipulated by a computer user It comes from a Sanskrit word meaning descent. Think about it. This counterfeit Christ descending among humanity as if he's deity. And refers to the descent of a deity to the earth. That's what it means. And... It can be used for the image that a person chooses as her, his or her embodiment. So, in fact, if the Antichrist chooses this medium, it could be done. Well, why wouldn't he? If his goal is to deceive the world through a false image of deity, why wouldn't he do that? It seems to me that would be a natural, doesn't it? Now, let's take a look at some synonyms. That means words that mean the same thing or almost the same thing as avatar. I'm going to the so- thesaurus right now, and here are a series of words, among many others. Apotheosis. If you were to go to Washington, D.C., in the nation's capital, you will find a massive picture of our first president. It's called the Apotheosis of George Washington. It's picturing him, in a sense, as a kind of early form of avatar or deity, ascending to heaven. Now, I don't want to make too much of it. He was, in fact, a great man, and uh, he was seen as... It's just somebody so extraordinary, even the king of England, George III, said, there's never been a greater man. But then there's some other words, synonyms, archetype, epitome, exemplar, expression, personification, realization, exemplification, form, incarnation, quintessence, integration, now these are all synonyms friends that could be used in the book of Hebrews when it says that Jesus Christ Jesus Christ was the express image of the Father so let's use these words here avatar epitome exemplar personification realization exemplification incarnation, quintessence, integration, all of those fit, don't they? So was Jesus just an avatar? That's what they say in the Hindu world. That's what others are saying. He was just an avatar. Is that true? And the more we talk about avatars and the more we see the reality of how these are created, the more people begin to think that Jesus was just an avatar. So if Jesus was just an avatar, then why shouldn't his counterfeit be an avatar? Are you beginning to see how this works? Then, in front of me is the picture of a book. This book came out in 2012. You can buy it for $100 on Amazon. It's called Your Eternal Hologram. Your Eternal Hologram. You don't even have to know what the book is about. It's 584 pages, Your Eternal Hologram. The use of the word eternal with the word hologram is... Is sufficient to get our attention, isn't it? And here's who it's written by. Ready for this? Avatar Svadi Hatra. It's written by an avatar. Hmm. And not a real person. Or is it a real person pretending to be an avatar? Or is it a real avatar? Is it a hologram? Is it a hologram and an avatar? Is it a chat bot? What is it? Your eternal hologram. So I decided to do a little further exploration here. And looked on the internet and found this heading, Holographic Avatar. A fully sentient avatar inhabiting the virtual world of the V-Club. A holographic avatar is a digital representation of a person in the virtual world of the holoband. Now there's another new word, holoband. So let's define what that is. It's a user interface technology that allows for a seemingly fully immersible virtual reality experience in a space known commonly as V World or virtual reality world. The success, the, the invention of this and a technology made Daniel Greystone a celebrity scientist. Virtual reality. So now we've introduced yet another term. A world of virtual reality with chatbots from unreal people that are masquerading as real people coupled now with avatars that are descending as incarnations or wannabe incarnations or pretended incarnations of deity coupled with Holographs. Holographic images. So a holographic avatar is a digital representation of a person in the virtual world of the holoband. Avatars are created by scanning devices upon purchasing a holoband head although avatars can be altered so that they don't represent the user's physical appearance. So... While a majority of avatars are controlled by a user in the real world, this one that this is talking about found a way to create a fully sentient online holographic avatar. Sentient means feelings. So now you have feelings, you're communicating your your image is there as if you have been incarnated in other words your body is coming to life to the appearance that you are real hmm i wonder how many people are going to be deceived with this false real synthetic authenticity Antichrist shows up via Revelation chapter 13. It's going to be amazing friends and the majority of the world will buy it. We'll be right. Back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like?
0: But the same can be found right now. Go to SaveUs.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body,
1: not a building.
0: That's SaveUs.org. Click Sell Church.
1: Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chrismeyer. Today we're talking about the technological imposter. Uh combining chat box, AI, chatbot, AI technology, avatars, and holograms. And you put it all together into one synthesized counterfeit reality, and you have a massively deceptive technology that pretends to be the real thing. Synthetic authenticity. That's the level that we are living at now in our world. As the Harvard guru said in Time magazine, saying, Don't try telling businesses, don't try to present people with the real thing. It's too expensive. No, you give them an imitation. Synthetic authenticity. Friends, unfortunately, that's what's happening in our churches. Synthetic authenticity. It's not the real deal in many respects. It's only a representation of the real deal. Come have Jesus kiss you better for the consequences of your sin without repenting of your sin. You see. Because repenting of your sin is too costly. There is a cost to discipleship, but people don't want to pay the cost of discipleship. They want the easy way. The cheap way. But there is no cheap way from Jesus' perspective. Are you beginning to get the sense here? So people are already being seduced into accepting and receiving massive counterfeits at every level, including counterfeit Christianity. And if that be true, then when the merger of technology and counterfeiting of reality uh, comes to its final, uh, shall we say, manifestation... People will accept it. They'll bow down to it. They'll receive the mark that is required by it. And it's merely the synthesis, the technological synthesis, of Satan's counterfeit Messiah. A counterfeit Christ called the Antichrist. Now, I believe that the Antichrist himself is going to be real. He's not going to be synthetic. Well, he's going to be Satan incarnated, shall we say, in humankind. That's why Satan will have dominion over him. I use the word very carefully uh, because it's not exactly the same as the incarnation of Jesus Christ, but it's going to be a synthesis of that, a synthetic authenticity a pretense of that and it has to do with emulation what will the imposter emulate well to emulate means to imitate to match or even surpass so in these chatbots what do they try to do emulate match or even surpass. Why is it that students now are trying to use chatbot in order to write their papers? And professors and teachers are scrambling, trying to figure out how do we protect against this falsity? So what would be needed for the deceiver's imposter to so emulate the Messiah, the Anointed One, as to convince people throughout the world to embrace him as a global savior in whom they should trust for meeting their deepest felt needs at the moment while providing their hope for the foreseeable future and beyond? The answer to that haunting question is pretty scary, I think, and to some degree speculative. But the first and most obvious problem in framing a broad answer is to establish a number of questions. Who is the Messiah to be? For what purpose was he to come? What would he be expected to do? In what fashion would he be presented? With what attitudes and behaviors will he conduct himself? Who would be most expected to gravitate to him and why? Does the proffered messiah match biblical expectations? Yet, in reality, in attempting to answer those threshold questions, we're faced with further difficulty due to the filters of our our individual and group viewpoints, some of which are rooted in history, or in tradition, or in religious dogma, or in agnosticism, or atheism. And then, in addition to that, we have 22,000 denominational distinctions among Christians globally coupled with the various distinctions and emphases among even Jewish people that complicate our ability to discern the identity or even expectation of a coming Messiah, particularly since the Jewish people are not even looking for a divine Messiah. They're looking for a man, a mere man like Moses, as they clearly say. So, many who believe in the messianic age Do not expect a physical Messiah, but rather look for a time of redemptive peace enveloping the world through a kind of global consciousness that unites humankind through what they call tikkun olam, a worldwide redemption brought about by increasing good works. So the exact nature and extent of the counterfeit Messiah's emulation remains somewhat unknown and largely speculative, except insofar as clearly revealed in both the Old and New Testaments. So, in my book, Messiah, I set forth each one of those threshold questions and answer them. And the answers are interesting. Will the anti-Messiah be born in Bethlehem? Will the imposter have a virgin birth? Will the imposter experience a resurrection? Well, isn't that what, in effect, isn't that what the avatar and hologram represent? A descending into a human body, an embodiment? It's like a resurrection. Will he be a Jew or a Gentile? Will he be European or Muslim? Will his message be one of love? And so on. Those are all answers and discussions that are set forth in chapter 22 of my book, Messiah, unveiling the mystery of the ages. You might want to consider getting a copy, and that's just for starters. After that comes the chapter called The Little Horn. The little horn. Is the little horn an avatar? A hologram? Empowered by chatbot? What is this little horn, anyway? But the prophet Daniel says the little horn arose to prominence out of the beast of ten horns that was dreadful and terrible, having great iron teeth which devoured and crushed all other powers and was substantially different from the three identified world powers or beasts that preceded it, that is Babylon and the Medo-Persian Empire and Greece. The prophet Daniel, a captive in Babylon, was so grieved by the vision that it profoundly troubled him. Would it trouble you? Are we seeing that beast empire rise right in front of our eyes, the resurrected Roman Empire that ruled at the time of Christ? Will it rule then again when Christ returns? Are we right on the near edge of all that taking place? These things, friends, are worthy of our thinking right now. Not to be carried away with all kinds of speculation. That's not the reason why we talked about the hologram or the avatar and the uh, uh, chatbot. Those are things that are coming right in front of us. They must be considered by considering by, by, by thoughtful Christian people, including pastors because they are going to be used, they're already being used to deceive. To create synthetic authenticity, to pretend to be something that they are not. And when those technologies are revised and refined, you can just imagine how effective they will be to deceive many. I urge you to get a copy of the book, Messiah Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. It's a $22 book, yours on our website, saveus.org. It's my latest, saveus.org. You can call us at 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, PO Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255, writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. I'm looking at an article from the Washington Post. It came out three years ago, actually, no, it came out six years ago. It's called, This Singer is Part Hologram, Part Avatar, and Might Be the Pop Star of the Future. A Japanese pop idol, Hatsune Miku, makes her Washington debut at the Anthem. Fans asked to use the official glow sticks for sale at the show instead of regular brighter ones. Because she might just simply disappear, because she's a hologram. At least when she performs in concert. But she's backed up by a quartet of flesh and blood musicians. Wow. And the people will flock to hear this hologram sing? Maybe she's a walking chat bot, too. She can be anything. Like the world's Barbie doll. I'm reading from the Washington Post. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Are holographic avatars a prospective concept? That's the headline. Holographic avatars are digital representations of people or characters that can be projected in three dimensions using light and sound. What are they? A hologram is a three-dimensional image that appears to float in space. An avatar is a graphical representation of a person or identity in a virtual environment. It can be customized to reflect one's appearance, personality, preferences. Avatars can be controlled by humans or by artificial intelligence agents. So a holographic avatar is a combination of both concepts. Holographic avatars can have different levels of realism and interactively depending on how they are created and displayed. Hmm fascinating. Utterly fascinating. And the interesting thing about this is that yours truly isn't even into that world. But when I see these headlines, they have to grab the attention of a sincere Christian believer that knows their Bible. We're living in a synthetic world, friends. An artificial... There's so much about our world that is synthesized and pretense. God does not call us to live a world, even a life of pretense. He wants you and I to live the real deal. As real Christians, not pretend. Are you living a pretend Christian life?